0: My name is David Siegler, and welcome to my podcast. Hi, all you property sourcing profiteers out there in property sourcing land. If you're out there sourcing property for profit, this is the podcast for you. And I'm so excited this morning because I have got a friend and a super, super Property professional on the podcast this morning. She's going to share her journey, and I'm going to deep dive, team. I'm going to deep dive into all the nooks, all her nooks, all her secret nooks and crannies, um, uh, and the little hiccups along the way um, to where she is today. And where she is today is a really cool place. So, the, the podcast, but property sourcing profiteers out there, put your hands together for the wonderful Emerald Fisk. Yeah! Yay. Emerald, welcome.
1: Thank you, David. Thank you so much for having me
0: on. Oh, been that, no, I wanted you to come on. I wanted you to come on for a little while and, and you know, you're doing so well. So um, why don't you share just sort of some top line and we'll, we'll deep dive a bit later, just some top line places where you are today in your business. What are you doing, Emerald? How, how's it going in property? I'm
1: trying to buy the whole of Wales. It's going well. Um, I I've got a portfolio my broker told me my portfolio values over a million pounds now um which is literally awesome um I'm in the process of refurbing HMO which is above a shop and then I'm buying next door so in conveyancing with next door which is a shop with four flats above it I'm in conveyancing purchasing another shop with a flat above it I've just bought a single buy to let property this in the middle of a refurb I've got offers out there life's good
0: Life is good. Fantastic. But it wasn't um, always like that, to, to coin a phrase. Okay. So I remember when you and I met, and you were not in property at that point, but you'd been sort of looking around for the way forward. And uh, we met, Emerald, you, you and I actually met on a walk back to the hotel from a restaurant during Manchester Multiple Streams of Property Income event. God, what year was that? Three years ago? 2017 in June. Was it? Yeah. It's like, like an anniversary, Emerald. I'm really impressed that you could nail it like that. Well,
1: I wouldn't forget the day that I met you, would I?
0: <laughs> that, that, yeah, I, a lot of women have said that to me over the years, Emerald, before you were born. So, yes, and that was a, that was a really fun evening, uh, really interesting, because I, I didn't know Emerald Fisk, anything at all. Uh, but at that time, you were not. Uh, a property investor with a million pound portfolio. So coming into property emerald what what were you doing why property how how did it start?
1: Well David I was um I was a bit of a, a career hopper so I used to manage home care places um and then I was a personal trainer because I wanted to work for myself and then I got to go into business events and stuff and I met another property investor and I just thought this is the path for me this looks awesome They said, why don't you go to multiple streams in Manchester? So I booked myself a ticket. I got on a train and I got to the hotel and um, I was absolutely blown away by people like yourself on the stage and the possibilities that property can give people. Um, It was a mind-blowing weekend, if I'm honest. I'd never been to anything like that before.
0: Wow. That's cool. And from memory, let's give her a shout out, if I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. Person you met was Tony Gargan, a good friend of both of us, was it, Tony?
1: Yeah, I met yeah. her at Masterminds and um, she just said her story, and I just thought, I want to be just like you. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the other spooky thing about that was it was in Brighton and, you know, within walking distance of my house, who knew, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, you come along uh, and got motivated. I think, in fair, full disclosure, Emerald. You'd sort of dabbled with one or two other property training people, organisations before that and not not found your home. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, I think I'd been to one or two events, maybe like Birmingham way, I think. I hadn't, I'd started looking, but I hadn't really seriously started looking, if you know what I mean. I'd sort of attended an event and thought, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. And then at the moment. Streams, I thought, oh, I'm really scared, but I'm really sure I want to give this a go.
0: Yeah, yeah. So three years later, here you are buying uh, all of Wales, right? So <laughs> there must have been a few steps in between, Emerald. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be, I think the story is inspirational. Uh, I think people listening to this who might be right at the start of their journey now, but are, um, you know, investing in themselves, right? But they haven't got the results yet. Uh, let's talk about, you know, how. Ha- a few steps along the way to where you are today because it hasn't been completely plain sailing and that's natural but let's talk about what happened how you dealt with it stuff like that
1: well and when you said it wasn't plain sailing at the beginning it was just quite frankly awful
0: You were property oh, yeah. sourcing players out there, you will understand there's no script for this, okay? <laughs> okay, oh, go on, tell us about simply awful. Come
1: on. Well, they were just there was all these people that could make amazing things happen, and I believed in everything that was said. I believed that you can source properties, I believed that you could raise finance, but the problem was, I'm very impatient, I couldn't see how well I was doing. So, when I say it was awful, what I mean is, I made it awful for myself because I was like well, why am I not a millionaire by the end of the year? Why does it take so long to raise finance? Why does nobody want to buy my deals? And I just really had a, not had a hard time. I gave myself a hard time for not being in a better position, you know, when I'd learned about property last weekend and I thought I was going to have a portfolio next weekend.
0: That That is really <laughs> important what you touched on there because I've seen it so many times. I mean, not in a week, but people expect People overestimate, it's a bit of a cliche, but it's true. And in your case it's been absolutely true. They overestimate what they can do in six months, completely underestimate what they can do in six years. And uh, you know, you're so young, Emerald, you know, into, you, you've come to where you are in three years. Where are you gonna be in six years? I mean Who knows? it's well, I mean it's gonna be huge, right? Okay, so your frustration. So I know you worked um, amongst others, you worked with me in the early days, you did the deal packaging training uh you were one of our masterminders um, i loved what you did and you did practice really hard to hone your skills but actually the mastermind helped you not because you learned well you did learn stuff but that's not what helped you it's because of the people you met there one or two people so go on,
1: share, share that with us. Yeah, so I was like, I'm going to do deal sourcing. But the problem was, I wanted to source deals, but I wanted to keep them more than I wanted to source them. So I needed the fees from sourcing. I needed that to live on. I needed the money. I was really, really skimmed. Um, But my heart almost said, go and buy all the properties in the world, Emerald. And my head kept saying, Emerald, you need to source them for the fees. So what happened was I would find deals and then I'd get a joint venture partner and then we'd buy them. Well, I needed the fee immediately. But when you buy something, by the time you bought it and refurbished it and stuck a tenant in it and got all the money back out, the money comes later down the line. So on one hand, I always tell people I was the worst deal packager on your mastermind because I forgot to sell my deals. But on the other hand, during... M- the majority of your mastermind. I bought five properties in Liverpool with a joint venture partner, um, and I still own them to this day. And they cash flow every month. The money drops into the bank account, and it's great.
0: Yeah, and I remember um your little walkabout videos and pictures you used to post in the community of another little house in Liverpool. That's that's not in any sense meant to be disparaging. It sounded a bit weird, but you know, a, a, a single let buy to let property yeah. Liverpool. And the thing about the mastermind, and for anyone out there thinking about joining a mastermind, I'm in four masterminds team, right? I'm um, <laughs> lifetime member. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get value for that, Everett. But anyway, I am lifetime member of these masterminds. Uh, and I love them because you get you get unexpected things out of it. So actually, you met your joint venture partner on the mastermind. He was a masterminder too, right? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: are you still working together or have things moved on? Yep. Or?
1: And so we still own the company, the money comes in from those properties and um, uh, we haven't bought in since the five in liverpool together um but we still get on really well we chat when we need to about you know with single lets as you know there isn't a lot to do like i've had a bad month if i've spent half an hour on those five properties in liverpool now whereas back then um so for everybody listening i'm from gloucester you can probably tell that from my accent um and i wanted to do cheap properties i wanted to source cheap properties so I packed my bags, and you don't have to do this. And I moved to Liverpool, and in that six to eight months that I was up there, that's when I bought and refurbished and, and refinanced these properties. It was it was awful at the time, but looking back, it was great. <laughs> yeah.
0: I so I remember how awful it was because you used to share it, right? You didn't yeah. want to. You didn't want to live in wherever it was that you were living, um, smelly flats, and did you know GMO <laughs> at one point? Did yeah, you? You yeah. Didn't, yeah, and you, you know, not everyone listening to this could or would want to do this, right? Uh, but you packed your bags like a reverse Dick Whittington and went up the L6 <laughs> to Liverpool to where the streets are paved with gold, and you were just miserable, Emerald, the whole time I can remember. You know, yeah. a few tears and tantrums along the way, but but you used your time wisely when you were there, and you bought properties and and you. You built quite a nice little network there. You met people who uh, maybe you are not working with today, but what you, I th- I'll tell you what you do, Emerald, really well, really, really well. You, you learn informally, right? Um, you learn from their processes, their system, the way they put a team together, right? Um, so for people listening, Emerald, you know, I think where I'm trying to push you is... You've got formal education and then you've got uh, life education as you go forward. And you, as much as anybody I know, learn from both equally and maybe a little bit more from having got the foundational stuff in place, from working with people. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, so when I went up to Liverpool, like I am a bit of a networker and I like being around people. I like chatting to people. So I went up there and I made friends with anybody that was doing anything in that market. And I tried to help them as much as I could because when you meet people, you don't want to be a taker, go for a coffee, drain all their knowledge, drain all their contacts. So I tried to do anything I could to help people, which is difficult when you're starting out because they generally know more than you do. Um, And I just made a really good network up there with estate agents, with auctioneers. And my properties up there mainly come from the auction house. So I made friends with the lads. But they called me a Southern fairy. Um, and they felt sorry for me because I was lonely in Liverpool. So they used to take me to the pub.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and these are estate agents, right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, yeah. yeah. um, they would say, come on, Seven Fairy, we'll do some viewings and we'll take you to the pub after because I had no friends. <laughs> that's how I did my deals.
0: Okay, so the team out there, this is not a recommended strategy, right? <laughs> but lonely people listening to this. <laughs> so... Probably not the best, but you never know. I mean, who you get, you never know who you're going to make. Do you? I
1: still chat to them now when I go up to Liverpool now because I got friends up there. So the funny part was when I ended up leaving Liverpool eight months later. I thought I can't live up here anymore. I've got no friends and family. But by the time I left, I had some really good friends up there. So now I go up for the weekend. I don't look at any houses. I go up to see people and you know go out for a few drinks and that. And the pe- the lads that sold me the properties, I still go up and see them.
0: Fab, and that that's really cool. And you know what, the wheel turns, Em. And at some point, you're going to work with those people again. I don't know what it will be, but but life happens, right? So eight months, you couldn't bear it anymore. You had to go home. Where did you go? Where's the next stop? Um, Next stop
1: was Gloucester. So I'm from a little place near Gloucester called Stroud. And I thought, okay, I love BRR. It's my favourite strategy in the world. I have bought a couple myself. I sourced one while I was up there for someone else. I actually sold a deal. I didn't keep them all for myself. Um, and I thought, it doesn't work in Gloucester, David. I thought, you cannot make it work here. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I started a service accommodation business, and I got seven rent serviced accommodations in Cheltenham.
0: Okay, so let's pause you there, because this was during the period where maybe I lost touch with you a little bit when you were doing yeah. this. So you sourced rent-to-rent opportunities for serviced accommodation. Yeah. Yeah. And was that just for yourself? Because I know you're the worst packager in the world, so presuming that you kept them all for yourself. (laughs) I did. Yes, you did. That's cool. Um, um, I sourced.
1: I got seven for me and one for someone
0: else. Oh, fab. Well, there you go. That's cool. Um, what was the process? Because uh, this is really going to be helpful, Emerald, because I have a lot of friends starting out. They want to source rent to rent for SA or for whatever. Uh, but they say agents won't work with them. You know, they don't do corporate lets. No, we don't. That's subletting, you know, all that malarkey, right? How You must have hit those barriers. How did you? How did you get through that?
1: Um. Well, the first thing I did was niche down. I only looked in Cheltenham, and I decided very early on I'm not getting single units, and I only looked for blocks of flats. So I had a block of three serviced accommodation and a block of four. That's how I got my seven. So really, I only sourced two deals. If you see what I mean?
0: Yeah, but you took the whole. You was you were sourcing the whole building.
1: Yeah, that's what What, I wanted.
0: Well, you say it as a matter of fact, but actually, that might be a revelation for people listening because they they've gone out with the mindset they've got to find a rent to rent. To SA apartment, but you went straight in. No, I want the whole building or nothing, obviously, right? Because you've spent eight months in Liverpool, you know, all sorts of shit, right? Um, <laughs> what, what was the process in your head and how did that go down? Did you go into estate agents saying, I want buildings that I can do SA in? Is that how it rolled? How did it roll? Um,
1: again, I networked. So I went and found independent letting agents who still to this day send me deals. And I said, I want to buy blocks of flats and I want to rent blocks of flats. And then the one block, the block of three, um, I got that off another investor in the area. They didn't want it anymore. And I said, can I rent to SA it? And they said, after a bit of negotiation, sure, no problem. So that was quite a simple deal. My block of four was an absolutely... Hang
0: on, hang on. Hang on. No, I'm sorry. I've got... Right. <laughs> so you said you wanted to rent it, and they said, sure, no problem. Right. There's yeah. no there's no textbook that tells you that's how it rolls. Emerald. There must have been questions about... Can you afford it? You're a new company, you've got no track record. Because this is what people tell me they bump into, and you're um, this is an audio, right? But I can see you while we're recording this. You're shaking your head, saying that as if to say that didn't happen. So, did nobody question your credibility for running this?
1: Not massively. I think they didn't want to, they didn't want that block anymore. So they were a bit like, yeah, take it. And I was going, yeah, I want it. And what I should have done at the time was going, why do they not want it? It was because it was slightly out of town. So it worked okay, but it wasn't an amazing deal. So they were like, have the keys. And I was like, oh, awesome, thanks. And I think if anybody's in that position where somebody's chucking keys at you, then you should stop and think, why is that person chucking their keys at me?
0: That's very valuable, very valuable. Um, So service accommodation, right? how did you manage with airbnb and then booking.com and were, were they shortlets did you do get contractors in did you have a channel manager did you get all technical what about furnishing the what about all that stuff emerald you can't just do service accommodation
1: well um i wasn't i'm not gonna lie i wasn't very skilled at it and i totally didn't enjoy it so my block of C was already furnished so i got that in the september and um, how I sourced the block of floor is that for, is actually better for uh, the listeners. That was a good bit of detective work, David. So okay. I said okay. online that this building, so I walked the streets in Cheltenham. So I let people know that first. I'm walking the streets in Cheltenham and I'm thinking, I need a block of flats for my service accommodation business. And um, this letting agent had four flats in one street at, for, at, for rent. And I thought, hmm. I wonder if that is going to be a block. And then I had the HMO register and I thought that those flats that are for for rent, that's a nine bed HMO. So how does that work? Right. So I'm walking the streets looking for this building, thinking there's going to be an empty building on this street because I know it. Because Rightmove's telling me um, the HMO list is telling me and something's going on here. So I knocked on the door and I found this old landlord and basically the HMO, student HMO market had fallen out the bottom of the the world in Cheltenham because a lot of the campuses have been moved to Gloucester. And so he had turned his, he had a basement flat, which was a four bed student HMO. And then above that, the other three flats weren't three flats. They were a nine bed HMO. And he recognised that his model wasn't working anymore. And so he turned that building into four flats. And I just came along at the right time. I got chatting to this landlord. He had quite a large portfolio in Cheltenham. And I was like, I can take that off your hands and run it as serviced accommodation. I've got one around the corner. Do you want to see it? Which was my block of three that was already set up. And the landlord um and a bit and we had some nice coffees and chit chats and I met his family. And then um, when he finished doing it up from, you know, a HMO into these flats, he was like, OK, I'll rent that to you.
0: Well, yeah, this is this is genius, right? Genius. Because what this is about, Emerald, listening to the story, is people buying into you, right? He bought into you, you persisted, you, you talk almost in passing about having chit-chats and having coffees and meeting the family, right? I'm sure that's stuff that most people do not know. Oh, yes, they'll have a cup of coffee, right? But you build a personal relationship with these people, right? And um, do you get any pushback against that? Do you get uh, potential landlords who want to keep it business-like and don't want to go that
1: yeah right so I've got landlords honestly this is no word of a lie and I don't want people listening to this thinking this is never going to happen to me because it will when I was looking for these blocks of flats in Cheltenham and Gloucester I went and met as many as these old landlords as I could find and they're quite hard to find because they don't network they're not investors they're landlords and they don't like a chit chat um Another lady that's got a large portfolio in Cheltenham literally emailed me yesterday. I can read you the email if you want to hear it. All off the back of me, going head on into Gloucester and Cheltenham, going to want blocks of flats to purchase or to rent. Um, I'm still getting leads off the back of this two years later.
0: Well, that, I mean, that's fantastic. And it, this is a masterclass. Just this section is a masterclass to anybody out there who wants to build a property business. Because you have great personal skills, Emerald, you do. And um, you know, maybe somebody's feeling a bit reticent about throwing themselves into that. But the 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 mental picture of you walking the streets of Cheltenham looking for blocks of flats and seeking out these old landlords that don't want to talk to anyone. How did you find how did you find
1: I'm independent letting agent. So I met another lady and I said I'm looking for gotcha. blocks of flats. And this um, lady introduced me to the landlady and we didn't end up taking on her block of flats, but she did offer me some other stuff, right? No word of a lie. I've known this landlady (laughs) for two years now every time she's selling something because her portfolio is inherited by her ex-husband and she doesn't like her ex-husband very much. So she figured out the tenants and then she sends me an email, right? And I've had lots of coffees with her. She's a really, really nice woman. And she emailed me yesterday. I'll read you the email because I've just got yes, it up please. on my phone. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It says, hi, Emerald. How are you doing? Surviving COVID, I hope. I am planning on putting 21 Street on the market. And I wondered if you might be interested in it. Kind regards.
0: <laughs> I mean, this is fabulous, right? And maybe we don't stress this sort of thing enough. You know, the personal... You put a lot of hard work into it, Emerald. It's not just your personality. You know, you've gone out and you've found these people. This, this is brilliant and inspirational, I think, for anyone listening. Okay, so we spent a bit of time in Cheltenham. Yeah. But you mentioned Wales. Was there anything in between Cheltenham and Wales?
1: Yeah, I flipped a property in Stroud whilst I was setting up my service accommodation. I don't know how I managed
0: that. <laughs> you flipped it. Did you make any money at it? I'm not asking for the number, but did you make any money at it?
1: Yeah, a little bit. We did make some.
0: Okay. You sound disappointed, though. Were there issues? Yeah, the
1: joint partner, it it just was one of those deals that dragged on a bit. And then the the person that put the money in, he had a problem with one of his properties because he's quite a big landlord. So he checked a tenant in it before we could sell it. And I'm going, this needs to go on the market. He's going, well, this tenant's got a problem. So overnight, a tenant moved in, and then we had to wait for ages, and it just wasn't uh, the best situation and it was my fault for not doing paperwork, David. I didn't set any paperwork up. I just asked him for some to put some money into this deal and he said, Yeah, no problem. And he chucked um good hundred and maybe fifty grand into it. And we were supposed to be buying next door but we didn't complete on time. So the um sellers pulled that deal from us. Otherwise he would have chucked in more like two fifty. Um, and then when we finished the project, he put a tenant in it and there was nothing I could do because I didn't have any paperwork, David.
0: Well, there's a whole chapter in the book there. I mean, wow. Okay. But, you know, we earn or we learn, right? Um, yeah. You're sharing your experience with all the people listening. So that's to get your paperwork in, team. You need paperwork. Where did you get your paperwork, Emerald? So take it now, you use paper paperwork. What were your what were your context to get your paperwork together properly?
1: Yeah, so now joint venture partners, I use um Tim Bishop. He's quite prolific on the forums if you see him. Um he has written a joint venture paperwork for me now. He's really good, nice guy, really chatty, love it. And he does it. Yeah.
0: Really. I know Tim Bishop, solicitor based in around Salisbury somewhere. He's got about a dozen solicitors working in his firm. Um just basically doing property, isn't it? That's easy yeah. property okay so so we've done a little bit of a flip going down the m4 wherever we are from cheltenham to towards wales are we and then we are we now going to wales m what was next
1: so what happened was david i realized i was sad in liverpool because i was lonely and had no friends and then i was doing service accommodation in cheltenham and life was grand because i had my flats in cheltenham and it was all local and i could see my friends in the evening David, I am not a systems girl. Um, I am not a Booking.com sit there and press buttons all day girl. I am a get a house, do it up, stick a tenant in type of girl. So, what I learned was I loved refurbing property. I did not love guests ringing me up telling me their pillow is too hard at ten o'clock at night.
0: <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> We've actually had uh, an SA guest phone in, not me. At half past two in the morning because they couldn't work it out how to turn the TV on.
1: Yeah, it's not funny, is it?
0: It's not funny, no, no. <laughs>
1: um,
0: well, I laughed because it wasn't my phone number. Um, okay, so we've got we, we've we've done a sort of um tour through all the various strategies, right? Yeah. Deal packaging, SA, flats, whatever, rent to rent. Uh, and now you're heading off to Wales. Is that right? Go on, tell, yeah, tell, I, I got
1: rid of my service accommodation in Cheltenham because right. I just, I loved refurbing and I wasn't out looking for properties. And the reason I wasn't looking for properties is because I was running around in my business. And I had this revelation. I thought... When I led in bed at night before I started property, I was thinking, oh, I really want a property portfolio. I want to own property. I want to do it up and it's going to be amazing. And I yep. never actually wanted a service accommodation business. I just thought I did. Right. So um, I already knew some other investors in the area. They wanted some service accommodation. So I sourced them my deals and said, look, there's some ready made service accommodation. Would you like them? Yep. Um, they weren't crap deals. They weren't, it wasn't like they weren't making money. They were making money. It just, I thought, this isn't the business I want to be in. And I think people need to think that sometimes. Like, do you enjoy it? If you don't, then do something you do enjoy.
0: Yeah, um, and, and, and I'm going to put, there's so much wisdom in you, Emerald, and you just drop it as if, you know, in passing without, without consideration. That is really wise, right? If you're not happy doing what you're doing, do something else right now there might be financial imperatives that make it hard <laughs> i mean you just turned and did something else and didn't really think about the money till afterwards right um a few times but you know for anyone listening there's wisdom there so we got to do brr because that's what you yep. love where are we going I
1: can't leave home because i'm a home girl and i've got to live in the cotswolds because it's nice here um so yeah. i thought what am I going to do? I've got to live. I've got to live in Stroud, but I've got to do BRR, and I need to do on cheap properties. And then, two years in the property world, I thought, oh, sales, uh, Wales is across the bridge. It's only an hour away, and I can buy properties for forty grand, same as I was doing in Liverpool. So Sp- I drove over the bridge, and I thought to myself, Emerald, you're not going to buy all your own deals. You are going to source some deals for other people. And you know what? That's what I did. To-
0: Fab. Okay. <laughs> so, um let's fast forward a little bit to now okay yeah. so you're in wales you've done yeah. bit of sourcing you're buying stuff for yourself how's it how's it going Emma? what what type of things are you um investing in what type of things are you sourcing on if anyone else is listening and want to work with you is that an option what 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 are you looking for today what are you doing today
1: so I don't have a big source in business, David. Basically, I've got a limit in my own head of the amount of money that I can borrow at any one time, because I've got to get the money back out. Because I do buy refurbish refinance. We're talking two to three bed terraced houses, single lets. So I'll buy one or two for myself. And then I think that's enough stress that I can handle if I've got two deals on the go that I've borrowed the money for and I'm trying to get it, you know, the majority of it back out. Um, so then... During that period where I don't want to raise finance and I don't want to buy nothing myself, I just source my single buy to let's on and I don't have an email list. I don't have a massive business. I've just got a few select clients, you know, five or six clients that I know, like, and trust that don't mess me about. That want to buy the same thing that I want to buy. I send them the deals. They say, yeah, that's perfect. They buy it. I'm happy. They're happy and like that and that's, that is honestly how i run my sourcing business
0: oh emerald and this is gold right because it's so wise right and again you just drop it in conversation right you don't need a list i haven't got a list right and i believe i actually hand on heart believe emerald looking you in the eye now because we you can see me that actually the the business model you just described was probably the one I shared with you the very first day you sat in front of me on the deal packaging <laughs> track. <laughs> and you had to do this multiple tour around England to get to that place. So yes, you need five or six. If you've got five or six investors that you can trust to understand you, buy into you, have got a relationship, you've got a business, right? And yeah. you're sourcing in an area where there is value, right? Um, it's great. So what are you buying for yourself now? Let's talk about you. What are you buying for yourself? What how do you decide, yeah, that I want that one? As opposed to the one next door that you don't want.
1: I want them all, David. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs>
0: okay, cool. I'm
1: good, right? So like during lockdown, I bought a single bite to let for me. Yeah. Um Then I also buy in Gloucestershire. So I focus on South Wales. I want people to understand that. I look for deals in South Wales. I go there on a weekly basis. I know the agents there. I'm starting to get known in Gloucestershire, where I live, for purchasing property. So during lockdown, I bought one single buy to It's a two-bed terraced house. I'm having the windows put in today as we speak. Um, It'll go on the market for rent in about four weeks' time. And it's lovely. And I'll have a little family in there and they'll stay. Um, so anything I find in South Wales at the moment, I've, I've contacted my investors and said, I'm out looking for you at the moment. Are you ready to buy? Yeah, I'm ready to buy. Cool. But then I went down my friend's house for a cup of coffee during lockdown when you're not allowed out, an outside coffee in the garden. And okay. um, <laughs> and she said, um, Emerald, you know the shop at the road? I, the, the people have been trying to buy it for two years and it's all going Pete Tong. Um, I think you should have a look at it. And I went, all right. Right, this is in a village. I live in a Cotswold village and yep. it's a little shop that's been empty for two years. So I got the number of the girl that owns it and I rang her up and I said, I hear you've got problems selling your shop. She said, Oh God, it's awful. She said, Your name's Emerald. She said, I had the same piano teacher as you when we were five. I thought, Oh, right, that's a good start. um So I went and met her and basically. She's got a residential agent trying to sell this shop. So nobody was interested in it because they were advertising it as a flat. And it's got prior approval to turn into a flat because there's a flat upstairs and, and the shop could be a flat. It's on a high street. that's not a high street anymore because all the shops have gone and been turned residential. So I just went and had a look and kind of put me off for it. And uh, she said, are you, you going to mess me about because I've been in conveyancing with the other people for two years? I said, no, I'm a serious buyer. She said, oh, well, we really struggled to get a commercial mortgage on it. I said, don't worry. I'm already good friends with the likes of Shawbrook. I've done deals with them before. Um, and she said, awesome. I want to sell it to you. And now I'm buying this shop that I'm going to in into a flat with a flat above it. I'm just waiting for Shawbrook to sort my bridging name out, if I'm honest.
0: I'm already good friends with Shawbrook. It's not yeah. an expression I've been in property a long time it's not an expression that I've heard anyone use um it's the way you frame your relationships um I would imagine the CEO of Shawbrook would be surprised to hear you say that (laughs) uh, uh, what do you mean what do you mean exactly so you've done a lot of work with Shawbrook is that what you're
1: saying Um, what I meant for the vendor was right they believed that the reason they'd been in conveyance in two years with the people that were trying to buy it was because shorebrook were messing them about and they couldn't lend with them and she was like you know commercial lending's really hard and i struggle to get a mortgage and these people struggle to get a mortgage right and i'm like no i've used commercial um lending before my broker's well versed with it and all these people are not property investors and they're using residential brokers to get commercial mortgages and they all are in a song and a dance so when property investors listening they think you're not friends with Shawbrook. no i'm not but what i was saying to the vendor was." Uh, they know they've done deals with me, I've done deals with them, and I'm certain I can get lending from that bank myself. So just be a short lender.
0: Yeah, and I'm congratulating you (laughs) because to use that script, right, I know what you meant, right, and people listening here who are in property know what you meant, right, but to translate that to a member of the public as, you know, I'm good friends with Shawbrooke is genius. No, no, I like it, Emerald, you're laughing. I, I like it because it conveys what you want to convey in the most simple terms. And that's why we love working with you. So we, we need to see, when it's done, we need to see pictures of the shop and the new flat and, and, and all that malarkey. And now I note, I'm going to ambush you a bit here, because we never we had a brief conversation about prepping for this, but we, we, it's not planned, right? Um, you're teaching other people who do, to do what you do. Go on, talk about that.
1: Well, um, I, during lockdown, I spent a lot of time on social media and I did a lot of live videos and I was chatting to a lot of people and I see a lot of people with um, the problem that I had three years ago and the problem was I wasn't focusing on one area, I wasn't focusing on one strategy, I wasn't focusing on anything apart from property, but property is a very, very big world and... um, Basically, I was owing and owing, like, do I want to go down that route? Do I not want to go down that route? And then I didn't really have the confidence to launch it. And I just thought, and then someone was messaging me, a good friend. I'm in a group chat with a couple of people. And they said, Emerald, you don't sell any products because no one's ever seen you. that. I wouldn't even know you were doing that. And I thought, yeah, it's kind of hard to sell something when you don't tell people. Mm -hmm. I did a five-day challenge on LinkedIn with a, a LinkedIn person. You know, one of them free challenges you do and on the last day they said you had to do a call to action post and so I just did it because that's what I was told to do and um, I got a lot of interest so I devised a little plan and I've just got you know a few select people that want to do BRR their main problem is either focus or confidence I don't teach any other strategy because I don't really know a lot about it even though I've done lots of things I I don't I don't feel confident in teaching that whereas you know little Buying them, refurbishing, and then renting them out and getting a refinance. I know that. And I just thought, why not? So I just did it and it's been okay.
0: Oh, fab. So we're going to have people listening here. Um, I love working with Emerald because it's a joyous experience. You know, even when you're miserable, you're really, really funny. Okay. You don't think you're being funny, but you are. And uh, you know, I've seen you in that place as well. But it's always a joyous experience. So if you think Emerald can help you, you know, reach out to her. That's totally cool. Um, but you know exactly what you're going to get. It's it's really refreshing for somebody to say, um, um, "I don't know lots and lots of stuff, but I do know about this, right?" And I can, you know, if you if this is what you want to do, I can help you with this, right? So 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 that's great. So going forward, time's rushing on. Going forward, Emerald, right? Have you got plans for the next six months? 12 months you're going on the road again you're going to move into an hmo somewhere else in the country what's the story
1: right at the moment i've got a couple of deals in gloucester one that's in refurb um it's another landlady that i met actually but that's another story um and she's selling us next door with a shop with four flats above it so that's in conveyancing at the moment um and the side we would already bought is a shop that we've got a hmo above it so i'm dabbling with hmos not because I'm leaving BRR because I'm not, just because sometimes you've got to go with what the property needs, and that property is out and out of HMO. There's no point turning it into flats. So, so right. I'm can I, can I
0: ask a question before I lose this? Yeah. Before I lose the question, right? I have people working with me. I've got people working with me now who say to me, David, I can't find deals in Cheltenham, can't find deals in Gloucester. The Cotswolds are so expensive, right? There's no way I can do property there. Um, so you went to Liverpool and you came back, and now you're talking about doing stuff in the uh, in around Stroud, the, the little village where you live in, um, uh, Gloucester, right? These are high-value areas. Go on. Anyone who's thinking they can't do it there, what, what's your message? Um,
1: you've got to work a bit harder to get the deals, in all honesty. Um, yep. So. The shop down the road, that is literally just through networking, through people that I know in my personal life, Um, and that just is a shop. It's been empty for a couple of years. The girl doesn't want to do the beauty salon in it anymore, Um, and... She just was struggling to sell it. The stuff in Gloucester, I've worked hard to get that. So I'm going back to when I said to you, I went to Cheltenham and I told the whole world I was looking for blocks of flats to rent or buy. These deals are still off the black of that little, obviously, I need flats rampage that I must have gone on in the local area. And I think part of it, for anybody listening, I was very focused. I told every letting agent, every estate agent, every investor, anyone that would listen to me, I'm looking for blocks of flats. and um, one day a guy I don't really know but I sort of do on LinkedIn messaged me and put me in touch with a landlady and this landlady was in a right state her husband had just died and um, she's quite elderly and and she was like I need to get rid of all my my properties I can't manage it anymore I can't cope and um, we met her and and built a really good relationship with her so she sold us I'm talking so anybody that knows Gloucester and Cheltenham or any city I'm talking about gl one I've purchased them so I've got an estate agent underneath and the upstairs have been empty for years. And um, we went to this meeting with this lovely, lovely landlady. And she used to have a dress shop where that estate agent was. And she lived above it. That was her home. And she just said, this property's looked after me my whole entire life and I want to sell it to someone um, and it will look after them in the same way it looked after me. And she left that meeting and I just knew then we'd done the deal. Even though she hadn't agreed to, to sell it to us, I just knew um, and now we've been round her house, she lives in a mansion in, in um, Worcester. I'm talking like a £3 million, 20-plus bedroom property. She invited us round to have a look a couple of weeks ago, so we did. Um, and she's just been sending us her deals, and it's, again, through just building relationships with the old landlords. That's all it is, David.
0: Well, yeah. So, yes, I mean, and this is genius. I love everything you've said. There's gold in everything you've said on this episode. I'm loving it. I, I, I am. And you say that's all it is, David, right? But you, you're doing things that other people don't, can't, or won't do. Okay. So you use the word rampage, right? Mm. To describe. <laughs> Telling everyone in the town, in the city, that you're looking for blocks of flats. Blocks of flats, blocks of flats. Every letting agent, every investor you found, every friends, every... Right. The rampage is is a great description of what you need to do to get this stuff going, right? And people don't. People don't go on the rampage, Emerald. You went on the rampage. Yeah. Cool. So, um, how lovely to see you. Thank you for doing this. People that don't know Emerald, you will understand now why I and everyone else enjoys process of working with her she's an absolute star uh you know what you're good at and you do what you're good at and you don't do the other stuff and that is that is one of the keys to success emerald it's absolute joy to work with you thank you so much um i'm gonna stop it now right i'm gonna bring this episode but this is only a part one okay with your permission maybe a little bit down the road when you got a bit further can we come back and have an update of course, you can. <laughs> okay. So, property sourcing profiteers out there, I hope you've enjoyed this. I've had a ball. I really have enjoyed it. Emerald always enjoyed, Emerald always enjoyed delight to speak with you. Um, just go on the rampage. Find your area. Your area is a lot closer than you think it is. That's the learnings from this episode. Go on the rampage. Tell everyone what you do. You're going to sell all of them. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.